Hi, Yin and Yang listeners. Uh, so this upcoming podcast that you're about to listen to was recorded in February, mid-February of 2021. Uh, right now it is May. Oh no, shoot, it's already June. It's June uh, in Taiwan right now, June 1st. And things have changed quite a bit. Um, what you are listening to is my experience uh, in uh, February uh, and the time and basically the coronavirus situation then was contained. Now uh, there are triple digit cases around the 400, 500 a day range uh, this past uh, week. So uh, it goes to show things can change very quickly. And, uh, no no country no system is perfect and um, what you are about to listen to is a snapshot of my life uh, on the last day of quarantine and my thoughts at the time things now have completely changed uh, we are in semi-lockdown now i'm in uh, and i'm in a different city i'm in tainan and so um yeah it, it, Everyone has to wear a mask. There's no indoor eating. There is uh, every all these pub. Uh, there are no public events or gatherings. So yeah, um, things change. And uh, if anything, this podcast you're about to listen to is a record in time of what Taiwan was like and what quarantine was like for me. And now life is quite different. Um, but uh, if anything, this is a nice. Uh, a historical audio recording and uh, hopefully you gain something from it. Thanks. So, yeah, how's it going? (laughs) And how are you doing? Uh, welcome to Yin and Yang podcast, special quarantine edition. Like legit, cannot leave the room at all. Quarantine for for me at least. Um, I got my. Uh, you can see my clothes hanging on this rack back here. I have it elevated because I'm trying to get it closer to my window. Window you can see over there. Uh, there I got my other clothes hanging. Yeah. I, ha- I, I can't take my clothes out to wash. So I have to, I asked them, hey, um, is there like maybe laundry service or like, do they do it for me? But I have to do it uh, myself. It's, but they give me a free detergent. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, uh, uh, what do you do for food? Uh, they deliver food uh, three times a day. Uh, one at uh, eight 8 to 8.30, another time between 12, 12.30, and then another time at between 5 and 5.30, yeah. Is it pretty good? Is it filling? It's whatever. I, I generally, what I do is I usually, um, the last couple of days, I've been combining my breakfast and my lunches. So, like, I'll skip, I'll, I'll get my breakfast, and then um, I'll just hold on to it until about lunchtime, and then I'll combine that. Cause I don't generally don't have to eat. I don't, I generally eat a late breakfast anyways. Um, 
And then uh, the dinner time, uh, recently I've been getting, I'll get the dinner, which is like a little bento and like a drink, like one of these guys. Right. And then, um, and then I'll, I'll order out to get like another, another, like uh, maybe a bowl of noodles or something too. And that, that seems, a, that's, that's pretty filling. I could get by on just those, they're like kind of three smaller meals, but I, I like, uh, they're all like 7-Eleven food. It's all like bentos and stuff. Yeah. And then today's your last day there. So what you, you officially can check out on mid, at midnight. I, I can check out, I, I paid until tomorrow, uh, checkout. So I, I, I mean, I paid for tonight. So I check out tomorrow morning, but I can leave the physical room uh, at 12 midnight tonight. Um, I think they're supposed to send me like a text message from the, the government supposed to send me a message or something. Yeah. Yeah. Are you going to, um, are you going to leave? Midnight. Um, I have some, so I have this idea of like a film, this short film kind of like a very short idea of like filming me and, and the wall and stuff. So I might be busy just doing that. Um, I want to do it at nighttime. And then I might step out to get some fresh air. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I'll probably go to sleep around like one or before. Yeah. I'll probably go to sleep around that time. Anyways. Are you looking for uh, what? But uh, even though official quarantine ends tonight, are you going to do something else? Or are you going to go? Uh, I know that you had mentioned previously that you were not going to see relatives just yet. And you were going to go to another place and just hang out for another week or so. Sorry, they gave me apples too. So I'm going to eat one slice and I'm going to stop for the sake of the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so after one week, after two weeks, today it's been... um, so that, technically, today is my 15th day because they don't count the first day as a day of quarantine. Okay. Even though even though I checked in in the morning that day, yeah, it's not considered like a full 24-hour uh, day. Okay. So they started the day after I checked in. So it might have been more, use, more useful for you if you took a regular flight. It sounds like you took a midnight flight or a red eye from – LA to Taipei and if you had taken a regular flight you would have arrived in the evening of one day and you would right. check in and then you would have slept and then the right. next day would have been your start of your 14 day that would be my start day but I, I came in in the morning yeah. so I did a red eye and then the 13 hour flight so I landed here in the morning right and, and um, but that's fine I think I mean, yeah, it is an extra day of quarantine, which is a pain, but uh, I think it was like the cheapest. It was like the cheaper flight. I think the red eyes are generally a cheaper price. And then, um, and I also uh, felt like, um, I think with the timing wise, it was, it was one of the flights because I'm going to a class later this, uh, later this month. Uh, so as far as like meeting, like, oh, after I finish my self quarantine. So basically it's two weeks of, of, of a hardcore quarantine of like, cannot leave the room at all. And then after that, 
it's uh, a week of self-quarantine. So it's kind of like what we're doing in the US, right? We're just, um, just leaving, uh, what is it? Your residence uh, like I can, yeah, I can leave my residence for like, for, for necessities. I think I can go to public open air spaces uh, as long as it's not like a, a concert or something. It's, it's, as long as it's like um, to maybe go for a walk or exercise and stuff like that. Are yeah. people wearing masks outdoors? They are, yeah. There's like a slip, like, there's like a sliver of street that I can see out my window and uh, I'll probably be posting on my Instagram, but uh, that's where people can walk. And, and they're, 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 I can see people walking on the street and uh, most of them I've seen have been wearing masks. Yeah. Yeah. There's some people who don't, but um, yeah, I would say majority are still wearing masks. Yeah. I think they're still, because earlier last month, they had a few cases of like, like they had like 10 cases or something like that. And they, and la they've, I think they're, they've had one or two more deaths, you know? Uh -huh. So for, for Taiwan, that's a big deal because they, they had zero cases for like hundreds of days. And then all of a sudden there was like a few cases that popped up. So I think that's why people are more on alert, you know? Yeah. And, and that's one thing. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Are Are you, going to be able to do a lot of things that you're not able to do in the u.s like go out and get haircuts and all that so i'm i, I mean in the u.s you still can i don't know how well how advised that is right now because uh being inside a confined space or whatnot i think a, a lot of lots of ways that u.s is getting more synth they're getting acclimated to the idea of people dying right it's not the numbers are still pretty high relative to the rest of the world but things are starting to open up again. Oh, so I, yeah, I guess the U.S. is just, we can't be locked up this long and we're just going to be okay with dying. Is that, is that what the feeling you're getting? I think so. I think people are getting tired of being locked inside and not meeting with people. And yeah, yeah. Also, there's like a small sliver of the population that's been vaccinated, 10%. So we still have, what, 70% more to go before we reach herd immunity. So I think yeah. a lot of people are starting to, I, I mean, Texas is opening up completely. Oh my gosh. That's kind of, it's a bit much, but yeah. I'm gonna move this, hold on. Um, yeah, I mean, here in Taiwan, it's pretty open. Like there was a concert just the other day. Um, I was uh, doing some work on my laptop and like, I think like the last, last weekend there was just Saturday and Sunday was a concert a couple of blocks from my window and it's just like kind of loud and there's people in the crowd there's people going yeah so like you're not seeing that in the U.S. right and and yeah so they're having concerts you know I think they canceled for Lunar New Year they canceled some big events but this uh, yeah this past weekend's already been a couple of weeks after Lunar New Year so I think people are yeah it's and there hasn't been any new cases so uh, yeah, it, it seems pretty like I, I do plan to get haircuts. I do plan to go eat in a restaurant. You know, I do plan to, uh, you know, after my self quarantine. Right. And then um, I do plan to go on like some dates here and there. <clears throat> I'm not, I'm not sure if I'm going to do that with um, during my self quarantine period, that might be a little bit. Uh, there have been some news reports of people getting testing positive for COVID like 
20 plus days after they arrived in Taiwan, which oh, is really? kind of, yeah, 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 which is kind of ridiculous. So I'm like, okay, well, to be extra safe, maybe I won't. <laughs> maybe I'll just meet people that are like, in a very safe, like my cousin wants to meet up with me and he's not at risk. And I don't think he's living with anyone at risk. And we might be able to live, we might be able to meet in like a public park or something, in a, like not eat together, but like right. just hang out in like a public space with masks on that, that should be, I think that should be fine. But as far as dating, I, like, so like a stranger or someone, I, I don't want to put, yeah, I don't, I don't, I think that's another set of um, etiquette and rules that, I don't want to deal with until maybe after my self quarantine, maybe. Yeah. Cause right. then I have to be like, Oh, Hey, just to be upfront. I'm during my, I'm in my self quarantine phase. Yeah. That's kind of not, <laughs> I, I said that for my Airbnb. So after, after this two week quarantine, I'm going to an Airbnb. Yeah. Not, not too far from here. I'm in Sheman area, which is in like the West. I'm going further West. Um, and, uh, but before that, I, I was looking for a place on Airbnb and I just, hey, just to be upfront, I came back from the US. Uh, two things. Do you have good Wi-Fi? Because the Wi-Fi at this hotel sucks. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, I'm like, I need, I've been just, I've just been, you know, tethering, right? But it's, you know, it's so much more convenient if you have Wi-Fi. So there's that. And then the second thing was like, uh, and then the other thing, of course, was like, hey, I just came back from the US. I've already quarantined for 14 days by the time, uh, you know, I, I stay or for 15 days actually. And then, um, can, uh, and, but I'll be in my self quarantine. I want to make sure I have a private room. And, uh, if, if you mind and like right. two people were like, Nope, sorry. Uh, one was like, we can't there, it's not allowed or something. And then the other person was like, uh, I don't want to risk it. So yeah. there, there is still that, I think fear, you know, rightfully so especially with all the numbers in the U.S., right? Um, right. Are so, they starting to roll out vaccines in Taiwan? Uh, you know, I'm not too sure. Uh, I think, yeah, I don't, I asked, I asked the taxi, the taxi driver on the way to, to here, and he was like, eh, there's some, but it's not like, um, I think the priority is like just making sure no one gets sick, you know, in the first yeah. place. And then from there, we'll see if we'll, you know, then we'll start, you know, rolling out vaccines, but like, because there's no cases here. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure what they're doing, but the, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of ridiculous. This is a COVID free fairly. It's like basically a COVID free country. So, um, will they need vaccines yeah if, if they start opening up but um yeah it might be better to have that extra safety net but yeah i'm not sure what they're doing with the vaccine so no yeah no but i do think uh it is it is kind of crazy like what is it like five half a million people have passed in in america right more than i mean five more than yeah, that milestone was reached a few weeks ago, the half million mark. So it, uh, that's what I'm saying. Like people are so desensitized to the whole idea of people dying now that now that cases are no longer um, on, the, in, on the rise, that some states feel like it's okay to start opening things up. And I know that even LA, they're probably going to start relaxing some restrictions 
I mean, yeah. I also heard that they are starting to vaccinate um, restaurant workers starting Monday of this past uh, yesterday. So okay. that's that's phase. That's the next phase, I guess. I mean, what what are your thoughts on that? The easing of restrictions. I mean, it's kind of um, it's going to be a bad cycle. You know, you relax restrictions, cases go back up. You lock it down again. So rather than just doing it all at once, we're just like prolonging the whole situation. So it's a little ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm gonna. I'm. I'll tell you the truth. Like doing a 14 day strict quarantine is not easy. Uh, I think with internet and with you know you know social media and stuff, there's there's a lot of ways I can distract myself. You know, um, I I have spent more time also meditating and uh, you know uh, doing some writing here and there, but it does put things into perspective. Like all this kind of semi quarantine, like what if we condensed all that into like two weeks, right? Like yeah. very strict quarantine. Like, I mean, the research shows is like if everyone in the country did like a two, like there's no way to enforce this, but if everyone did like a very strict 14 day quarantine, yeah, this would be over, right? In America. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, or if I, everyone yeah, followed guidelines strictly for two weeks, then not even a strict quarantine, but like yeah, washing hands, masks. If everyone did that for just two weeks straight. Yeah, it, it, it is. So it is. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, what were you gonna say? It's what New Zealand did, right? New Zealand did it for six weeks. They did it for six weeks. Very strict quarantine, whole country locked down, and the government paid everyone to just to stay home. I'm sure they had to have people working at the markets and whatever, but they did it for six weeks, and now they're just like, they're out there without masks on, and they're having outdoor concerts and sporting events. So they're like the model of what could have been if we did something early on, if we did something a year ago. Right. They're a West, you know, Western country, right. Oh, you know, Euro yeah. European, um, uh, strongly European influenced country. So it, it's not, it's not really a cultural, you know, people say it's a cultural thing. I think does play a part in it. I think they did. They probably did learn from, you know, what they saw in Taiwan and China, like, but, um, yeah, it's to say, yeah, because some people would argue, oh, um, it's a maybe. I, I guess New New Zealand culture because it is a smaller island. Um, the the number of sheep outnumber the number of human there. I yeah. think like the the ratio, I forget what what it was like. It's two to one or something like that. But uh, um, and then Taiwan's also a smaller country, but it's still twenty three million people here in Taiwan. It's very densely packed. Um, I wonder if part of that, maybe that sense of collectiveness might've played in the, maybe the adherence to guidelines, maybe, I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, yeah, you know, New Zealand's a Western country. America's considered like a Western kind of a Western country. So it, it's something, yeah, we could have totally done, I think, but um, we say that now, but I do think there's a, there's a segment of the American population where it's like, 
no matter how locked down you try to get, it's going to be, you know, there's there's people who are, there's always out, there's always going to be people who are like, nah, forget it. You know? Well, I mean, my whole thing is Dr. Fauci said that we have to get anywhere from like 70 to 85% herd immunity, meaning that 85% or 70% to 85% of the population has to be vaccinated or have the antibodies for it. And we don't even know how long the antibodies last. The likelihood of you getting reinfected is, is very low, but it does happen. And if we need 70 to 85% of the population inoculated to get herd immunity, I don't know if we're gonna get that point to that point because we're talking about 33% of the people who uh, voted for Trump and Trump is not um, talking about the vaccine, even though he said he, he sponsored the, the rapid development of it with warp speed, but he's still not saying that vaccines are great. And so 70, 75% of the total population, and that doesn't include kids, right? Or we need kids in, the, in that population and we, the vaccines don't cover the kids just yet. I think the lower limit right now is 16 and they're right now testing for kids above six and above. So mm. with kids being carriers, they might not be, they, not, they might be asymptomatic. I just don't know if we're going to get reach that herd immunity level if, if it's like 70, 85%. 70% is maybe doable, but I mean, the latest poll is I think a lot of people are, are still not going to take the vaccine. Oh, really? <laughs> well, I don't know if it's 30% that are, are going to be anti-vaxxers, but there's a good good majority of people who are not going to do it if as long as the gop the gop leadership or whoever they're looking to is saying like oh you don't or vaccines are bad or whatever it is then those people are going to continue believing that narrative yeah um and yeah i mean you can't really yeah you can argue with like what science and facts i don't know if that might be i don't know if they would listen but uh, just quickly, here's a view of my the window. Um, I don't know if, if you can. Yeah, there's see, there's that sliver right here. I can see <laughs> of the street. That's basically where I see life. Over here is a coffee shop that I sometimes see people in the window. Um, yeah. Ooh, there's a person walking. Cool. Yeah. See, person walking. Mask. Okay, that person has a mask on. I believe so. Yeah. This per- oh, this person has a mask on. Yeah, so um, even though cases are super low, there are people, you know, people adhering to guidelines. Um, so what else have you been doing in, in quarantine? Meditating, some martial arts? Uh, yeah, so typically um, I, I, I'm looking to come out with a series of videos of like my quarantines. I've been filming stuff since I I came in. Today I'm taking a break. I felt like I've already amassed like gigabytes of like video and photos that uh, I'm gonna take a break today and and, um, just really be present with the quarantine experience because today's my last day and uh, I don't don't look forward to coming back to this kind of experience. Well, yeah, I mean, it's interesting experience but I wouldn't wanna do it again anytime soon, right? uh typical day starts with uh i do some journaling so i journal 
what I do is uh, I, hear, I heard from like an Asian boss video of like this guy, he, he recommends some memory exercises. And one memory exercise I try to practice is like uh, going over the events of the day before. And then after I do that, I'll maybe write down like um, a gratitude journal, like three things that I'm grateful for, three things, that, and then three things that, uh, good things that happened that day for me. So I'll do some gratitude journaling. Um, and then I'll do like a quarantine journal of like, you know, uh, whatever I want. And then, um, uh, I have a sleep. I also have a sleep journal that I keep of like dreams I had the night before and, uh, also keeping track of how my sleep quality, my sleep quality has improved event. Luckily this last week, the first week is, you know, jet lag and stuff. I was waking up six, 7am without the alarm, but like I had gone to sleep maybe 12 or 1am the night before so i was like oh not getting too much sleep but now I, i'm i'm getting like more seven and a half eight hours now um and then uh um there's usually breakfast at the door and then i'll bring it in and then um i'll try to do a workout before lunch so i usually do like a cardio so here's my uh my yoga mat here so i i i uh I usually use that. I do like a, a, a uh, strength day or cardio day. And then like a third day where I just do like Tai Chi or um, uh, like uh, Qigong kind of stuff. And then I'll do lunch and then eat. And then when I get eat lunch, I usually, I've been watching Attack on Titan recently this last week. And um, yeah. And then after that, uh, I'll do... I usually have some goals that I wanted to complete, but I have been kind of slacking. <laughs> I wrote down like some goals I wanted to complete during quarantine. So I'll do maybe one of those, like uh, I'm rewriting a, a feature script uh, that has, you know, the, the one uh, about like school shooters. I've been rewriting, you know, that's been on my back burner for years. And then um, I have some videos. Uh, I have a video I want to edit and then uh, like a music video that like a fun thing. And then, um, so yeah, I have these goals that I set and I have this timer. I'm doing this thing called the, the Pomodoro. Have you ever heard of this? It's like you, you do like 25 minutes of like focused work or whatever. And then you take a few minutes of a break and then you start 25 or 30 minutes, you know? So basically doing it in sets of like right. ment mental work. Yeah. Yeah. So I have this thing called like study bunny where like I press it and it has like a countdown and makes the bunny happy that you're studying and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> I think so, I did hear about that a long time ago, but I, it's just one of those things, like an article of some sort. Yeah, so that keeps me from yeah being too. It, it does break up the day, like oh oh I look I got a couple sets in of like writing today or like stuff like that. Um, then uh, you know then I'll, maybe I'll distract myself with some social media a little bit, and uh, then evening comes, uh. And then I'll get the dinner and maybe I'll order some other food and then I, I'll watch some more Attack on Titan. And then <laughs> uh, one thing, I'm, almost, I, I'm on season three now. Yeah, so I started, so the, towards the middle of my quarantine, I started Attack on Titan on season one. So like I watched two seasons just this past week and then I'm on starting, I'm season three right now, yeah. And then um, it is interesting because it is kind of sombering to think like even in that series, right? 250,000 people died 
in in one of the um, when the when the government would try to take back the wall from the, the Titans or something, right? Yeah. And when I heard that number, like, whoa, that's a crazy number, right? When I first watched it years ago, and then rewatching it this time, I realized, oh wait, like more than double of that has died in the U.S. Right. 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 Which is, is I mean, obviously, it's it is. Is apples and oranges because they're pop, you know, it's it's a fictional story. Yeah. And it's like and and their their population is much smaller, right? So the the the, the that's like 20% of their population, right? But um, but half a million, that's a crazy number. Like uh when I heard of I so sometimes I'll keep up with the news here and there, but um yeah, so my days are fairly okay. I, I think like the first day I arrived, what I did was I unpackaged everything I owned and then I, I organized it and put them back. So I, so I had an idea of like, cause when I was packing to get here to Taiwan, um, I was, I was kind of like, you know, uh, take, you know, uh, I was rushing to put, put things together, but then, so I hear, I took a moment to like reassess what I have. Um, and then I, I organized my room a lot. Um, so like this workout space, you know, this didn't exist. It, it was usually smaller, right? Uh, it was smaller when I got here because the bed was in the middle of the room. So I moved the bed, you know, safely to make some workout space for me. So that the, the first couple of the first couple of days is fun, right? It's kind of like I'm readjusting to this new environment. Uh, this all this whole setup here I have is, is all, you know, uh, I invented basically. Like this this is a box uh, right here of of like stuff that i got ordered i got shipped to me from uh i they have like something called pc home which is like the taiwanese uh, amazon so i i ordered that the workout mat that you just saw the also uh what else did i get um some i think uh, some soap oh no i got like tape um i got uh a bowl, a ceramic. I got this mug. I'm drinking this mug. I'm drinking drinking from. So basically, I used a cardboard box and set that up as like a as a space as a, a little small table. So, anyways, so yeah, so those those are some of the things I keep busy. I have a I have a jump rope, and luckily, this space over here it has, is enough space for me to jump rope. I do some martial art forms, um, and then do like tai chi and, and yeah and for cardio yeah the jump rope i do kickboxing yeah um i did it one time but i tried one time of like kind of like hitting the wall but i wrapped towel around my fist but the thing is the wall is kind of it's like a little soft so if i hit it too hard i think i might break it so i don't do that too much i just do more shadow boxing yeah yeah so <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it, almost it, it done. is <laughs> almost done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's it is kind of crazy how it's fl flown by. You know, I think I started getting cabin fever about the tenth, eleventh day of of. I would have these dreams of like I find myself in the hallway or something, uh -huh. or I'm outside in front of Seven Eleven, and I'm like, it would they be very anxious dreams? There'd be dreams uh, because I once I realize I'm outside, I think holy shit, they're going to find me like 5,000 US dollars or 10,000 US dollars or some shit. 
So I'm like, I got to find my way back inside. <laughs> but, but, but so it's kind of like, I think maybe the dream is telling me, oh, this is my, my desire to be outdoors and outside of my room. Uh, but then there's also the added anxiety of like, oh, I don't want to be fined. And also, yeah, it's, uh, you know, protect the community, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Cause then in my dream, I'd have my mask off. I'm like, holy shit, where's my mask? You know? <laughs> Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I can talk a little bit about maybe the process of getting here. That is a little bit of a process, I guess. Yeah. If you're interested in that. <laughs> I mean, yeah. What, what was the process? Did you have to get tested before you boarded the flight? Yeah. So, I mean, this process uh, for our listeners is, is specific to Taiwan. Um, so, but it, it may be sim. I hear it's like similar for like Europe and like for like my friend went to Germany. Um, so uh, Byron, um, one of our previous guests, but I think he's back now. Uh, so I would have to prior to the flight. First of all, um, currently all the borders the borders are closed to non nationals. So I you know I do have uh, a Taiwanese passport. Um, that that any Taiwanese uh, person can apply for, uh, any person of Taiwanese heritage can apply for. So I got it through my parents, and you can do this as an adult. I uh, you know I I applied as an adult for a Taiwanese passport, um, but it's one with a out without household registry, right? But uh, when I'm here, you can apply for a household registry. Anyways, that's a little more technical, but to to get to the Taiwan, you can. If you have uh, a Taiwanese passport, um, you you have to apply for a special permit to uh, like an entry permit through the TICO, which is the Taiwanese Economic Cultural Office. And I know another guy; he's not Taiwanese, but he's married to a Taiwanese person, so he you know he has to apply go via that way. Anyways, you get a special entry permit. You buy the ticket. And prior to going on the flight, you have to have a report, negative COVID report within, uh, it has to be printed three days within three, 72 hours of the flight. So it's kind of like you have to, you have to kind of gamble a little bit of like, okay, when do I take the test and when will they report it? Because you want the report date to be within 72 hours, not the test date. Right. So because if you don't have the report by the flight, you're screwed. You need the report to get on the flight. So so I did it. So I did it like, how did I plan it out? I did mine like four, one, two, like four. Since my mine's like a midnight flight, I did mine like four days like counting backwards from that midnight four day, four days, uh, including so one and so this is business days. Um, so one two so anyways, I I was able to get my report within forty eight hours, which was within forty eight hours of my flight. Luckily, right because I did four days, right? So yeah, 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 yeah. But sometimes it takes up to like seventy two hours or more to get your report. Generally, it takes forty eight hours. I I went through a the Bay Area, a Bay Area testing site. 
So yeah, I, also prior to that, you need to have a government certified, um, what is it? Government certified uh, quarantine hotel. So you need to go onto their website and look for a, uh, a quarantine to hotel that's listed. And they have prices ranging from like 15, uh, was it like, I'll, for, for US dollars, it's like um, the lowest I saw was like 45, 50 bucks a night, which includes three meals. And then um, they have stuff which is like 100 plus bucks a night, uh, US dollars. And I got somewhere, so I got something in between because I needed, I wanted this window, you know? If I didn't have this window, I think I would have go crazy. Right. So I could have, I could have got like a $45 a night one, but I was, but the, the one with the window was like uh, 68 it's like an extra like 20 bucks a night i'm like that's fine i'll take it i'll take it extra <laughs> with a small window i'll it's the 20 bucks an extra is fine yeah um so there's that so you have to report that prior to the flight as well so two things need to be reported your negative covid test and the second thing is the uh the quarantine hotel that you're staying at so then when you and then what's crazy is like yeah so I do that and then I'm waiting for my flight and then I'm, everyone's wearing masks. Um, and then when you go on the flight, um, you're supposed to wear your mask, but you know, like, and it's, it's spaced out the, the flight I took. Um, yeah. Um, what's spaced. So there's no one sitting next to me, you know? Yeah. Uh, uh, and but the thing is like people take off their masks to eat obviously and sometimes they forget to put it back on so there's some people who don't have their, they're supposed to have their masks on on the flight right um and then uh what else is there yeah so it's kind of uncomfortable wearing a mask for for like 13 hours <laughs> uh but luckily i took them off uh, uh, temporarily here and there to to, to to like uh eat obviously yeah yeah um and then after the airport when you get down uh you have to go through immigration you have to you have to show um your special entry permit and then you have to you have to get a sim card so there's a line there's like that was the longest way it was getting my sim card so i had to get a local Taiwanese sim card because um that way the government can send you a text message and track you or basically like send you a text message and say, okay, so this is your number that the government is going to basically texting you to make sure. So the government texts me every day um, to see if I'm okay, if I have any symptoms right. and I need a look. So I apply for a local SIM card. Um, then I, they take a taxi there's like a specific taxi for quarantine people. And then that goes directly to, to the quarantine hotel. Um, so I briefly like between like very briefly, I'm in the, so I'm in the airport. So I, when I walk across the space to get to the taxi, you know, there's a street. So I'm briefly on Taiwanese ground for like that spare of time. And then I get in the taxi, it goes to the hotel. And then, you know, obviously I have to walk on the sidewalk. And so I'm, I'm walking towards the hotel from like the, the street, you know, just a very short distance, but there's like a person passing by. I'm like, Whoa, gotta be careful. Right. And then, yeah. so I let the person walk by and then I walk quickly into the uh, hotel 
And that's literally like the last time I've been outside. That's kind of crazy now I think about it. <laughs> well, um, tomorrow. Sure, tomorrow's yeah. The day. Tomorrow's the day. And then as far as quarantine life, like I go up the hotel elevator. They, they, they ask me like, hey, do you want to leave any money at the front? I'm like, oh, why do I need to leave money? It's like, well, if you need to buy anything, we can pay it for you. Like we can make runs for you to like the convenience store. Uh -huh. um, you just have to leave like, you know, a couple of bucks with us. And I'm like, oh, can, and then can I give you more money if I'm, if, if I run out, they're like, no, this is the only time you can give us money. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm like, okay. So I gave them like a hundred bucks just in case. And I'm almost, I've used up most of it. I've had them do like runs to like 7-Eleven or um, when they have food delivery, there's like this one app they use called Food Panda. And for some reason, my U.S. my U.S. credit card cannot. I can't add it to that app. I guess maybe because it's a Taiwanese company. I don't know, but anyways, I, I just ordered through there, and they they they, re they they pay for it for for me at the at the at the front. You know, the food's pretty cheap. Food's like super cheap. It's like um, how much is a bowl of noodles? Like a bowl of noodles depends. Like if you're getting like a wonton noodle soup. That's like, that's like $3.25 or something oh, like that. Oh, wow. That's dirt cheap. Yeah. yeah, yeah. For a bowl of wonton noodles. But then if you get beef noodle soup, like a good one, that's going to be like seven bucks. Yeah, yeah. That's still cheap though. Compared to like the US, it's still a good 30% off because- I think yeah. if you get a good beef noodle soup in LA now, it's like at least nine to ten dollars at least. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm sure it's like ten dollars. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So for a bowl of beef noodle soup on the pricey end, it's like seven bucks. But um, I saw stuff for like like five five dollars, like for a decent beef noodle soup. Yeah. So, yeah, but the thing is, yeah, it's they're cheap. Yeah, if you're making US dollars, if you're making like the, the average wage for, for years, I think it's increased maybe a little bit, but the average like college graduate out of school was making like 600 US dollars a month here, you know? Oh shit. Oh, never mind. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like the, the recent, you recent, like, uh, yeah, one type Yeah. So like six, but the, the Taiwanese dollar is stronger now. So, so they were making like, se yeah, se I would say maybe closer to $700 US a month. But now I think, it's increased a little bit, but not by too much. Yeah. Yeah. So living the living, the living wage here is lower. Like one 10 years ago when I, I worked, I, one time I worked here as like, a, um, a waiter for like a, uh, a, uh, a, a, some British guy, he opened a pizza pizzeria out here and I was making like $3 and 50 cents an hour. Like I was like, Whoa, <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. I think about it. And it is kind of crazy. Yeah, we are spoiled. Yeah. So, so I have like one of my cousins out here. He's, he's, he's working for a US company, but he's living in Taiwan. So he's working remotely. So if you can do that, I mean, it's you, you can, yeah, forget about it. You, you, you live like a king here, right? Because of the living cost is so low. So if you can make USD in a foreign country, then like, it's, it's, that's a pretty good. Yeah, because like the rent I'm looking at for where I'm staying. So 
I'm staying at what I'm staying on now is it's a special case, a quarantine hotel. So the prices is a little bit high, right. but like I'm looking at pricing for housing and um, um, like there's a dorm that I found. I think they have a special deal with the school that I'm, I'm taking classes at, but the dorm is like, it's super cheap. I was like, whoa, it's like less than 400 a month. It's like, it's like 300 bucks a month or something, something crazy like that. US dollars a month. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, wait, okay, hold on. There must be some catch. Like, am I sleeping with someone else, like in the same room? Yeah. Like, no, no, it's it's a single room. I'm like, okay, I'm I'm not sure yet. I'm gonna check. <laughs> I haven't booked it yet because I just yeah. it's a little bit mind boggling to me how cheap it is. So so I'm gonna like it's like yeah less than three hundred. So I'm gonna go check it out. Um, I asked them, hey, do you guys sell out? You know, prior to the semester, like, no, we're you're generally usually always have space. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna check it out. Um, yeah. So yeah, <laughs> at Airbnb you can you can generally find stuff around here that for like for a single person, uh, I've been able to find stuff that's about twenty ish dollars a month, twenty uh, ish dollars a night. Yeah, yeah. So uh, in Taipei, so this is Taipei mine. Yeah. yeah, which is which is probably the most expensive city in Taiwan. Um, yeah. So are you so, looking forward to doing anything specific once your quarantine is completely over? I have, I've written down some goals. Like, um, so like some main priorities I have are like, I do want to get, so, cause I know I'm going to be studying Mandarin. I've been practicing Japanese each day here in quarantine. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I do, it would be nice to find maybe, um, also, when I get out of quarantine, maybe like a language partner, either in Japanese or Mandarin. Um, but I know, if, yeah, for Japanese, I've been, uh, I don't know if you, I just watch a YouTube where they have the hiragana like listed out. Uh-huh. It's like called Japanese conversation, or whatever, uh, with uh, Sayuri. And then, um, so basically, I've just been listening and watching that. So when I get out, I do want to improve my language skills. I'm taking the Chinese class. So I have listed as one of my priorities is improve my Mandarin skills. Sorry, my Mandarin skills. <laughs> Burp in here. I just ate. Um, so I'm taking a, uh, a Mandarin class, but I also want to make some time for Japanese and also Taiwanese because that's, uh, that's like, I think one of my first languages I spoke is uh, Minanhua. Um, uh, and then... Another one is I do, I would like to date a little bit more in the U S I did go on like a few dates during the pandemic, but it is very cautious and it is a little bit, I think people are a little bit more tentative about meeting in person. Yeah. So I think that's something I do want to do a little bit more of here is, is meet people maybe hopefully find maybe, um, you know, someone, but then it is a little tricky because I'm only here for a few months. Right. So uh, so I do want to be upfront about that. And also, uh, but we'll see, you know, you don't know what the, how the future turns out. Right. So, um, right. yeah, I might be here longer. Who knows? So there's that. And, uh, yeah. Are you going to go look for a martial arts school or something like that? Or something? Definitely. Yeah, definitely. I think, uh, what yeah, style? go ahead. What style? Uh, Tai Chi for sure. I want to keep as, continuing practice you know i know taiwan's famous for some of the tai chi i don't yeah tainan I, i'd have to look into what they have there um uh i i was some of the research i've done online is like there's like a 
there's there's this one guy he's like a um i think he's israeli or something but he he's lived in taiwan for like 30 years and he teaches some of the special forces here he does monkey style but i was looking at like his online program his online program is like four thousand dollars us or something i'm like whoa <laughs> that's, that's so i'm totally like geared towards americans or somebody else yeah it must it must be it must be so i'm like okay maybe i i can't really run that you know I'm gonna go down. I'm gonna try some find some local schools. I know Taiwan is famous for having some of the best traditional Chinese martial arts because a lot of pe people fled from China to right. Malaysia, Indonesia, um, Hong Kong, you know, Hong Australia. Kong, Australia, Taiwan, and Taiwan. So uh, I know there's some baji. I want to do. I, I think there's some there's some baji fists here in Taipei. I know, but yeah, I'm curious. I'm going to do that research once I get there, but I want to, I'm looking into, yeah, if there's any good Baji or Tai Chi teachers, because those are the, my main styles right now for, but then I'm open to like other stuff. Yeah. So are you leaving Taipei then? Are you going to move to Tainan? Yeah, I'm going to move to Tainan next week. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where my, where I'm taking Mandarin classes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I do wonder like, yeah. I was talking to someone about this on um, that lunch club app or whatever. Um, we're having a conversation. She's like Asian American. And I, I, I'm wondering, okay. Yeah, I guess I'm not, I, I guess I'm trying to be less judgmental because I, I do, I did leave behind some job opportunities in the U S just to go on this kind of like excursion to Taiwan and take a Mandarin class. Um, I do wonder if maybe I'm running away from the U.S. or from from my life. And one thing that she mentioned that I, I kind of took to heart was like, well, why is running away a bad reason, you know? Or maybe, maybe the, maybe the, yeah. And I thought maybe it's the context of what, like the idea of running away means I'm running away from something, right? But I think, uh, I think, as long as I can speak for myself is that maybe I felt like it was something I needed for at the, at this time in my life is maybe to step out of the U S for a while, I guess. Right. And I think that's, that's a decent reason. Like, I don't think everyone can always be constantly grinding or hustling all the time, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's tough. I, I do still keep up with my stocks and my crypto currency, <laughs> but that, that kind of stuff, I, I think it's kind of fun actually having like the passive, passive income stuff. But yeah. um, as far as my like career, I, I, I just still try to like write a little bit here and there, but um, I'm trying to come at it as a place of like, Oh, it's something I like, I, I enjoy doing versus like, I'm trying to be the best, you know, uh, I mean, I do, I will, I want to be a film director. Uh, I am a film director. But, uh, and I am working on those crafts still here and there, but I, I also want to live an interesting and fulfilling life, I guess. Yeah. Right. And what that means is, is I guess how I define it. Right. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. No, I think I have too many more questions. I mean, yeah. You're going to be there for a few months. We can still probably podcast whenever you can find a time. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think the main thing, I did want to give people an outline of what it's like to come here. Also, um, I think, uh, 
as far as like uh yeah i got this new camera i've been taking more pictures with this fuji film camera yeah it's pretty nice yeah uh yeah i think the main thing was um being in quarantine was like uh you do face um yeah like you have to sit with yourself a lot right and i think a lot of people in the u.s my you know we've all been ha- stuck at home for a while right and this really like but the thing with uh, the u.s is you can still go out a little bit and maybe like escape a little bit in, in nature and stuff like that which is good but he, being stuck in a room for 14 days um yeah it's it's been good to uh kind of sit with my emotions for a little bit yeah yeah <laughs> and kind of i i i am great i am great you know it's tough and but I, I am great you know i'm grateful for the experience i guess yeah yeah um and uh i think yeah i do face i think i i do face some self-doubt and i do face some um like oh but by the time i get out of this quarantine i'm gonna have like a finished script or i'm gonna have this awesome short film or whatever um and i realized like well only if i want to you know like why yeah. why do i have to be producing so much x y and z you know right um yeah i don't know those are some thoughts yeah i mean how about for yourself like uh did you have any goals like as as america eases out of quarantine do you have any goals out you know as coming out of this experience that you want to take away from it and you know or what you look forward to mm, i just look forward to um not being in like a i guess if you really think about it or if i really think about it the the overall fear of just going out and having human contact so even going to the supermarket is kind of stressful, right? You, for me, at least, I'm, I'm conscious of it and not wanting to get close to people. But as far as goals coming out of uh, the pandemic, whenever that is, uh, I honestly don't think we're going to be completely out by the end of this year. Um, yeah. I, I just, I don't have too many. I mean, just chugging along and... You know, sometimes I think about, uh, oh, maybe I should go talk to a life coach. And I was like, oh, we could, maybe I should call up Lillian So or, or text Lillian So, our, our previous guest. And I was like, oh, maybe I should talk to her and talk about what, what life should be for me, you know, or yeah, what yeah. my goals or reaching my goals. But overall, I, I've always known that I didn't have an overwhelming goal uh, lots of people have or lots of people write about right they they write about what they think oh this is my calling or this is my my dream i don't think i remember a lot of those things in when my 20s but once i hit my 30s a lot of those have like changed and i think mm. it's um maybe because i didn't have as strong of a desire for whatever those dreams were, whatever those goals were, that mm. I didn't stick to it. So um, I think it's a luxury 
to have a dream to, to pursue. I remember my dad, um, before he passed, you know, some years back we were talking about it, he mentioned that it, it's actually quite a, something very great to have a dream, you know, that's, so you have a, some sort of purpose that you're working towards. But I, I don't think I was one of those people like, oh, I, I wanna be a doctor or I wanna be a, a playwright or a screenwriter. Um, I had those ideas at one point or another, um, but these days, just uh, I want to get to fire. <laughs> I learned uh, what fire finally stood for, which is financial independence, retire early. I, I financial independence, retire. <laughs> yeah. So I'd like to get there, but I mean, how to get there? Uh, learning more about stocks and trading is probably the best way. Because yeah, yeah. Um, short of hitting the lottery or buying call <laughs> options on GameStock in January. <laughs> GameStonk. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, outside of those things, um, I just have to keep grinding and uh, study more about other ways. Or I can just be happy and knowing and being comfortable with what I have, right? Being comfortable with what I have with my family, um, not being in a situation where I feel like I'm living paycheck to paycheck. So I might not be able to afford a really nice car, but I can afford a car that I think I'd be happy driving. And these days I don't even need a race car. And I, when you're younger, you're like, oh, I want that fast car. But now I'm like, oh, I kind of want a car that that's reliable because I don't want to deal with like the headaches of maintenance. Mm. Yeah, I, and I think what's interesting, I think what your your dad said is, is interesting um, because sure, we look up to those people who have passions and dreams. I think there's a reason why we do. At the same time, I also think that, um, you know, case example would be maybe like Steve Jobs or, um, you know, other, other high achieving people that there's a, a level of loneliness and a level of... Um, there's costs involved for like pursuing a passion or dream, right? That yeah. some people are not aware of. And, um, and I think there's a certain, uh, I think there's people who probably look at your life, you know, like, oh, you have a family, you have two kids and envy that, you know, and we're, it seems that we're always envying what we don't, you know, grass is greener, right? Yeah. Uh, and I think, yeah, I think what you said is like, we all have, we all have something to be grateful for. There's always someone better off than us, but there's always someone much worse off than us, right? And yeah, yeah. And, and at the end of the day, is that we just have to be grateful for what we have. But that doesn't mean not to to strive for more. But like, you can still be grateful in, in the process. I think, yeah. yeah. It's very easy to see that when you're driving around LA, because the homeless population is crazy in LA. Yeah, yeah. So I see the homeless encampments by the LA river and downtown skid row used to be so isolated or not isolated, but concentrated where all the, where there were a lot of homeless people in downtown. But now if you drive around downtown outside little Tokyo, there are tents everywhere. So I just have to go out there and drive out and look around and see, see the environment and see people who are not doing as well. So. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, I, I used, you know, I, I think that near, near Los Feliz, near your area, like, um, 
I would uh, ride my bike along LA River, right? Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, I I would not want to ride there at nighttime. I think yeah, because there's there's some sketchy like underneath the bridges and mm-hmm. stuff. There's like encampments here and there, you know, and uh, they look like pretty hungry people. Like you know, generally it's they don't you know generally are harmless, you know. But like one time I was riding my bike along that river and I saw some guy just like he in Frogtown just like reach over someone's fence, grab a a kid's bike. Yeah just yank it and then like hide it in a bush and i call i had i call the cops you know like like wow people are hungry out here yeah 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 um so yeah yeah um yeah uh i guess that's about it i think what oh there was one last thing um what was i gonna say um yeah if i think of it maybe i'll edit it in but uh yeah that's about it um yeah i think for setting intention uh, yeah for life coaching yeah if you feel like you need to go for it i think i think i might look into like i wonder if there's any therapy out here maybe there's online therapy in english i don't know how well i can <laughs> express my feelings in chinese <laughs> like oh what jeda what's yeah. that that'd yeah. be pretty amazing that means you graduated yeah <laughs> <laughs> i i can i can talk about the nuances of uh my my uh my uh love life or whatever uh or yeah um yeah i guess that's the other thing you mentioned oh the one thing that you 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 brought up is like human contact right i think that is i'm not gonna lie but i think that is one of the reasons i I felt like i wanted to come to taiwan is be back in the world with less anxiety and and have more human face-to-face interactions without that kind of anxiety or less right. of that anxiety, you know, and, and then, you know, with friends. And then part of it is also the dating too, I think. Um, yeah. And, and uh, but at the same time, one thing that I've been, that's been coming up during my time, sometimes I'll be just sitting here in the room doing something. And then, you know, I have a memory come back of like, oh, huh, where did that come from? You know? Uh, so someone had brought up, I was watching this TikTok, some guy had brought up something called checkpoints. It's kind of like these points in your life that you just seem to kind of, those were moments of when you were like very present and then you can go back, you can basically time travel to that memory and huh, oh, that's, that's, that's how I was thinking at the time. Sometimes those come up where I, I think about some of the past relationships or dates that i've been on and i can kind of i can already guess like oh yeah my intention in this particular date is probably like uh very needy it's very like i'm looking i know this relationship is not going to work out but i'm still pushing for it because i want um someone's affection for me i think and so that's been helpful is that sometimes these memories just pop up because your mind maybe is just, my mind is maybe um, so bored in here. So I'm some, so it'll, it'll bring back, but I think maybe it's also setting me feedback of like, okay, I, I am feeling like I'm going to date a little bit here in Taiwan, but my, I might, I think what my past is telling me, feeding me into the present is that, Oh, James, don't fall back into these patterns or traps that you've had in the past. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, so 
yeah, I'm looking forward to see like, oh, is there any, first of all, one thing is like, yeah, my skin is terrible because I haven't had any like sunlight in like freaking 15, 16 days. <laughs> yeah, it's been kind of rainy outside too. Yeah. So I need to get more sunlight. And, and also I want to see like a, my cousin was telling me uh, the Asian doctor, the skin doctors in Taiwan are better than the US. <laughs> I'm like, really? They're like, yeah, yeah. They know Asian skin better than, right, you know, right. than the American. <laughs> so I'm going to look into that um yeah martial arts i want to find that more into that uh, uh see if like uh and then yeah one of the other goals i had put down was like yeah figure out my life you know whatever that means so we'll figure that out yeah cool um so uh i guess see language corner let me see when i, when I think of uh well quarantine means like girly girly means so there's like um Fang yi. Fang yi means like uh, to protect against uh, uh, virus. So technically, I'm in a fang yi yeah. uh, guan. So like a, a, a uh, protected, protecting against the virus hotel or something like that. Geli is like a stricter. Geli is like more like a medical facility quarantine where like they have like the whole plastic sheets and I can't right. leave like the room. Yeah. So that's more like geli. But I think used in colloquial language, people still will like use it interchangeably. But when you're talking about like at a government or official document level, they do make a difference between the two. But in colloquially, like, oh, you're in quarantine, they just say quarantine, you know, girly. Yeah. Right. Uh, even though you're just in a um, protect, you know, in, in a fang uh, yi, a suppression of virus place. Yeah. So those are two, two words. Um, yeah, uh, I, you know, I means love. <laughs> it's something I wrote. It means the same in Japanese, right? I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, another, yeah. Toriaizu, what does toriaizu? That means for now, right? Um, toriaizu, um, I guess it's for now. Yeah. It's, or like, you can say in any case. Toriaizu, in oh, any it, case. Oh, toriaizu. I, I hear that as like a throwaway, like all the time. I'm like, why do they keep repeating? Like, tabun toriaizu. I'm like, what? Let's see. <laughs> tabun oh, for like now. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe toriaizu for, so maybe for now, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or maybe in any case, you know. Uh, tabun. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's been kind of fun listening and yeah, picking that up here and there. Yeah. How about you? You have any words or? I, I don't. Um, I don't i i really i i mean i had something before but i don't i don't remember what it was but um i guess uh what i found very interesting is that the way they pronounce vaccine in japanese they don't they use borrowed words and they they say waxing with a w waxing oh with a w yeah oh waxing yeah uh <laughs> i have no idea why I mean, it, yeah. Is it a British thing? <laughs> like yeah. the klaxon, waxing, waxing, yeah, waxing. I'm trying to think because there is a is there a V sound in Japanese? No, v no. Oh, there isn't. There's a B sound and a P. There's sound, a B, but there's no V as in victory. Yeah, I mean, just outside my. What's interesting about Taiwan? Just outside my window is like. They have katakana on that little yellow thing that uh uh-huh it said uh what's it say it says late uh here you can see it it says uh so you see um 
you see that yellow building out there? Yeah. It has katakana on it. So I was trying to figure it out, but like, you know, Google Translate, you have the camera function, yeah. right? Yeah. So I was like, I, what does this even mean? Oh, someone's getting a ticket, it looks like, too. Oh. Um, but anyways, uh, it's like, crane uh, game. So it says crane game. Yeah. <laughs> and then underneath it, it says, I was like, what the hell is that? It says red, red, red. So I figured it out. It's Asia land. Leisure land. Oh, leisure land. Leisure land. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, so like, that's pretty cool. Taiwan has all this, um, Taiwan has all these uh, uh, Japanese influence because it was a colony and like, it, it, but like Korea, Korea has been super popular and, you know, everywhere because of K-pop. Yeah. So just like, like, you know, during quarantine, I would say like multiple times I've heard like a bunch of K-pop being like just blasted outside <laughs> my window, like Blackpink or Twice. The, those are very two popular groups, you know, around the world, right. but here too. Yeah. yeah. All cool. Right. Uh, awesome. Thank you for this. How everyone, the family's good. Everyone's healthy. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's That's good, good, man. Yeah. That's awesome. All right. Good catching up. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's talk soon again. Yeah. Yeah. Take care. All right. Take care. <laughs>